Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains some mild adult language. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Space Jam podcast. Um, I'm KP. Come on and slam. And welcome welcome to to the jam. jam. The whole podcast this week is us awkwardly singing the original Space Jam theme. You can leave now if you want. Everybody get up. They didn't use that song in the movie. They had it. They, they had did, it they, right there, and they didn't use they it. did use uh, "Pump Up the Jam" though, and uh, that doesn't count. That does not count. Um, anyway, so um, so we'll be talking about Space Jam Two, a new legacy, um, or just a new. I don't. I I don't remember. Sometimes they have the two it's in there. Space so- Jam: A New Legacy. That's pretty much what they call it. But it's Space Jam Two: Electric Boogaloo. It's um, Space Jam too. We need more money. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll once we start getting to just, yeah, once we start getting into spoiler territories, we will let you know. Uh, but you know, you can always go see it and come back if you want to listen to the whole um, the whole entire podcast where we just make slam jam jamas puns the whole time. <laughs> um, Anyway, so we'll get to the, we'll start with news and then we will go to Space Jam. Okay, so news for in the KP verse. Um, so if though if all two of you who are going to Everfree Northwest care, um, Everfree just put out their event schedule, uh, so you can start. And they have this nifty little thing that I wish all the conventions would do ever. That if you go on their website and you scroll down, you can you can have your own schedule and you can customize it, which I'm like, that seems fun. Because as I mentioned on our Convention 101 podcast, if you don't have your day plan, you're going to spend 50% of the day in the vendor hall and you're going to be like, wow, I didn't get to do any of the things I wanted to. So make sure you exactly. plan plan your, your day or else, you know, nothing will happen. So It's the same, same rules. Okay, let me just say, it's the same rules that apply to going to a theme park that has... You know, max capacity, a lot of rides. I'm going to use the best example of this is, like, Disneyland. You got to go in with an itinerary. You got to go in with a strategy. You got to go in a plan. Because otherwise, if you're free roaming, you're going to... If you don't plan out your day, you know, as best as you can, you're going to miss out on a lot. Otherwise, you're roaming about and you're wasting time and you're... And then, boom, before you know it, the day's over and you've only gotten two rides in. When, if you played it smart, you could have gotten a whole lot more in. So, just saying. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I, I'm going to tell you um, a little bit about what I'm doing because I got my schedule. Uh, so, um, my schedule for the panels that I am hosting specifically are, um, there's two on Saturday and one on Sunday. I do not have any Friday panels for some reason. I don't know. That's just how they planned it. It's fine. I don't really care. Um, but anyway, so, my schedule is YouTube production. Um Saturday, two to two fifteen to three fifteen p.m. in the Celestia room. They name all the rooms after like the princesses. Um, That's cute. 
so that will have a special premiere. Uh, Logan, um, my friend, or Toucan LDM, or whatever, he makes the My Little Pony Meat series. He will be premiering um, probably an animatic of a scene from Miraculous, Miraculous Ladybug Meets My Little Pony um, there, Ooh. too. So that, that will be never before seen before there. So if you want that, there's your Sneak motivation peek. to come to that. Go ahead. It's a sneak peek. Sneak peek. It's a Hall H view, guys. You get to see stuff before everybody else does. Yeah. um, My ever free contact was like, you need to, like, as long as you, are you going to premiere something new? And I'm like, well, I can. As well as um, we're getting, like, a highlight reel of all the ending gags that we're going to play. And I haven't seen a lot of these edits in, like, years and years. So um, that should be fun. Um, And then on... Saturday night we have Kim Possible screening and in no, Kim Possible screening and trivia with I love Kim Possible a lot. I don't know why I read the whole thing. Anyway, uh, that's Saturday nine to ten thirty p.m. So it's an hour and a half. Um, we will be watching two episodes of Kim Possible, but I will pick. Um, they won't be any of the movies, and then we will have a trivia contest about Kim Possible, not about me or something. Um, so some trivia will be from the episodes, I think. And some ep- some will just be some general trivia, so we'll divide you into groups and play for prizes and stuff like that. It'll be fun. And then um, my last panel is starting a fan project um, Sunday from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in the Celestia Room. Um, which is, we talked about how, re- how you reach out and you make contacts and you do fan projects that are not specifically things that you can do by yourself. So um, how to make friends and have them do things with you. Um, and then if you don't care about any of that, then I will take your money. Um, so I'll be at booth two in the vendor hall. <laughs> so on my Twitter, I put this nice little map and um, Emmy, shout out to Emmy, um, made this pretty little graphic where um, she drew a cartoon me and I'm pointing at where I am. So um, you can check out that if you want a download of, it to remember but uh we have kp merch we're getting t-shirts ready we have a couple plushies ready we have an 80s theme kp plushie that will be for silent auction um as well as i am doing commissions that's the biggest thing i think so buttons keychains you know whatever and then commissions of anything especially or anything that is safe for work so i can draw humans i can draw you as a pony uh i design a lot of little kids as ponies who don't have a, a pony oc but you know, um, pretty much anything. Re- results may vary. I'm not the best artist, so my prices represent that. Like, it, I think it's like it starts at ten dollars for a sketch or something like that. So, you know, any anyway, um, come and spend your money. And then I have this nice, pretty punk rarity painting that I will be also selling for silent auction. So please spend your money, especially on Friday. Uh, I think that's it um, for no- Nerdfest, the other convention I'm doing in. August, yes. Um, their their schedule's already been out. It's similar, essentially, um, to this. And I'll go over it as we get closer to Nerdfest. But Nerdfest is in Davenport, Idaho, um, near the end of August. And then I start school in September, um, which is okay. Um, okay, I think those are all the other KP updates besides please subscribe and notification buttons and stuff like that but um 
oh, for prizes, I will get to that. So um, I have stickers. I bought a bunch of stickers. If you come to any of the panels, you can get some stickers. For the trivia thing specifically, we're printing out coloring pages for kids. Um, but you guys can have some coloring pages, like if your team wins or something. I imagine we'll have plenty extra. So, um, you know, we have superhero KP, uh, princesses with KP, and uh, Discord and KP. And they're all just like, it's me interacting with a bunch of characters. So, coloring pages for kids and adults. Okay, I think I'm done. Lauren, do you want to do a news now? Yeah, so we just got we got a couple headlines here that we can focus on, then we can uh, move on to the main topic at hand. Space Jam. Uh, yeah, so um, got two actually uh, Netflix related updates here. So uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation dropped on Netflix this past week, um, and apparently a lot of people seem to be really enjoying it. You know, it was great. Uh, this is the one that was launched by Kevin Smith, um, animated by Powerhouse. And so, basically, you know, it's in good hands. <laughs> and um, and I remember how pumped I was alone for just the trailer. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into it myself. Because, I mean, I had to do a lot of catch-up over the past week. So, uh, now, and so, Masters of the Universe is next up on my list. So, I'm very, I'm very excited. Uh, and also, we have a release date for I Heart Arlo, the series that follows right after Arlo, the Alligator Boy movie. Um, and it's set to be dropped on August 27th. So stay tuned if you love Arlo the Alligator Boy. We got a lot more, lot more Arlo, love, lovely animated content, musical content, all that good stuff uh, coming up. So, because, yeah, and if you haven't seen Arlo yet, please, please do go see it. Um, support it. It's a wonderful, wonderful production. Um, super heartwarming and uh, just, just fun. So, uh, so it basically, it, and it sets up everything that'll be for the, for the series. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Arlo was just okay, but the animation itself was very pretty. So the production team did a good job with that. Um, is there any more, is there any more news? Uh, I will probably just, I'll, I'll just drop it here is, uh, there was some teaser footage released from Comic-Con. It was at Comic-Con at home, I guess what they, they call it now. Uh, is that there was a uh, teaser footage from the Ghost of Molly McGee for Disney and Jellystone for HBO Max. Uh, so we get a little taste of what the shows are like to come. Uh, we actually got Jellystone's, uh, yeah, some clips, and then we got their opening, uh, their op uh, their opener sequence, basically, and uh, the credit sequence. And then we also have uh, a scene that sets up uh, Molly McGee's relationship with the ghost that she, she and her family basically move into what is essentially a haunted house. And she and Molly immediately tries to befriend the ghost that lives in the attic there, mm -hmm. and and the ghost realizes, you know, she's not stuck with him, he's stuck with her. So <laughs> that's what sets up their whole what a twist uh, re relationship. Um, and and it's another show that's going to be uh, musically based. So there's going to be lots of songs in it, and so I'm I'm really excited. Uh, I've been I've been pumped for it for a while, uh, ever since they dropped the the music. The, the wonderful opening sequence, the uh, title sequence that they uh, that they produce that also is has a theme song. So yeah, so and I think that's about it. At least I, just to generally wrap up headlines for the week. Yeah, we're actually kind of sort of getting back to a week schedule. So I don't think we'll have regular again interviews probably till the fall till like people get their post COVID 
living situation slash school situation slash whatever situation done. So, uh, and we're luckily, there's been a steady supply about movies to talk about. So, you know, the problem kind of solves itself. So, um, yeah. Lauren, what are your initial thoughts about Space Jam to a new legacy by Warner Brothers Entertainment? I personally preferred it over the original. I don't know how many people are going to hate on me for it. I'm sorry, guys. You got to you gotta accept the fact that the original is not really all that good. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. You, it's, like, there's some nostalgia factor to it. That's fine. That's you do, do you do you. But at the same time, accept the fact that it's still not a good movie. And I feel I feel awful for the team that that tried to work on it as best as they could with people who had no idea how to lead an animation team or knew what to do with animation. So um, thank God for the people that were able to step in and do their job, uh, you know, because that was the problem really was that you had people who worked in live action, had no idea what animation, what directing animation was like. And this time around, we actually had a director who has had a longstanding history of working in animation uh, directing this movie. So, uh, and I think it was Malcolm D. Lee, I believe that's his name. Uh, hopefully, uh, if you need to correct me, go ahead. But, um, but yeah, so far, I based off of what I saw, yeah, I know a lot of people could say, oh, you know, but Michael Jordan, I kind of liked him better, like, as a person. I'm like, and that's fine. You can do that, too. Uh, but at the same time, I still feel like at least LeBron seemed to be trying in this. Like, he's a little bit more savvy to working in, a, in an entertainment environment than... Michael Jordan lost in a green screen. Uh, <laughs> um, the the animation though, number one, right? The 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 and I love that most of it was in fact two D animation. Thank God, yeah. I loved it. Not nothing against the three D animation. Three D animation was really nicely done too, but the two D animation was beautifully done. Just like and so. Mm. So so refreshing. I have, and I have loved seeing all the pencil tests and the clips and everything that from the animators who worked on it. By the way, credit your artists. I, I've been seeing that's probably like one of my biggest complaints about this whole thing is that the movie, the, the studio had not been crediting the artists working on different aspects of the movie. Please, it's not a... I don't know if there's some legality thing, if it's contracts, if it's free, the freelancers that worked on it and stuff that the contractually they said they can't be credited or something. I, I think it's just either way. It's, it takes two seconds to add somebody's name to a credit scroll. Literally just do that because a, a lot of stuff can hinge on your name being in a credits roll. Um, thank God everybody was able to save their you know work from what they worked on in the movie. Um, but... Anyway, that that spiel over. Uh, I give full credit to all the artists and creative people who worked on this movie. Like, you you did an amazing job. And hey, and our buddy Tony Bancroft worked on the animation in it too. So shout out to Tony. Your stuff looked great. So thank you. <laughs> Yay, Tony. He's the real MVP. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah, my initial thoughts are. I think the thing that like that we said last time is like. You're going to see a movie about LeBron James playing with Looney Tunes characters. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron yeah. James. <laughs> <laughs> That's, 
Um, That's what the opening of the the movie kind of felt like to me. It was just just the just you know the repeat the repetition of LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Um, yeah. So were you going to see a movie about LeBron James playing with Looney Tunes characters in a basketball game and winning? And if that premise, if you were okay with that premise, then I think you're gonna have an okay time. If I don't, I don't, there's like negative to mixed reviews from what I'm seeing on this movie, but I'm like, what did you expect? Like, what did you, like, how, what did you want? I think they did, I think the movie came out the best it could with like the premise of that. Um, and I really liked it. There were some jokes in there that were like, hey, um, and yeah, LeBron James did a much better job acting than Michael Jordan. Not that, to be fair, I haven't seen the original Space Jam in like 10,000 years, but from what I remember, like I, I did was, in more recent years. I was there was like... too when Space Jam came out. Like, I kind of remember. So, you know, um, and you can tell, like, just kind of like back in action, there was a little bit of, there was a little bit of undertone of like, hey, that original movie wasn't so good. Uh, mm-hmm. So my biggest pet peeve before we go into spoilers is um, the movie isn't really a sequel. Um, no. Like the thing that I like, I wanted to have some continuity between old Space Jam and new Space Jam. There is and a little there bit is of a continuity. Little, yeah. It's nods to it, but it really isn't a direct thing saying like, you know, you know, Michael Jordan's passing the torch or something. It's like, it's not direct, but it does refer to the original one, especially when it comes to like referencing Lola Bunny being the expert in basketball. So yeah. <laughs> um, she was, she was made for the original Space Jam, by the way. So in case you didn't know that, now you know that. So, mm-hmm. um, but like, I expected there to be like, so if you don't remember the original Space Jam, how they do it is because we don't have servers or online or streaming or any of that. So they had this space, they had the space, no, they had the Looney Tunes characters live underground inside like the core of the Earth's layer. And that's how the aliens mm-hmm. had to go and get them, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. But uh, that's where they were. And there weren't any more Warner Brothers IP or something like that. So, um, it was a little bit confusing if you wanted to keep in that reality. Like, how did the Looney Tunes get from under the ground in the hole to in the serververse? Like, how does, like, did they migrate? Like, I thought that was going to be, like, some plot thing, but it, it, it wasn't. So, um, um, I almost took it like, uh, the way Jumanji adapted into a video game from a board game. Like, it's mm-hmm. never, I don't think it was ever really explained. It's more like it's just an adaptation from one form to another. Well, the I difference... almost say, like, go ahead. I know. I was going to say it was just, you know, I, I didn't really question that part so much. I guess it's because I, in my mind, even though it's like, it's kind of a sequel, it's not really. So I guess I just didn't really question it all that much of how they got into the serververse. I'm thinking, oh, well, everything transitioned to digital. Surely there was a way for them to transition into that realm as well. Maybe it was just, you know, being a cyberspace kind of thing. It's uh, the server is kind of like endless, uh, that there's plenty of space (laughs) haha, that you can put them in. 
So, uh, so I don't know. And then there are tunes. I don't know. There's a way you can just put them in there. Well, yeah. I mean, the difference that I was good at, my point being is like the Jumanji Robin Williams movie and the Jumanji with uh, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson or whatever, Dwayne Johnson, whatever he's being referred mm-hmm. to as these days, whatever. Um, they they don't have the same characters. Like there's a nod to the Robin Williams version and old school Jumanji and it's like kind of sort of established like a Narnia kind of thing where like mm-hmm. he was there but it was in the future or in the past or something like the Jumanji is the same Jumanji as the other one but you know like none of the playable characters are the same and it doesn't you know no one's well well Tom Hanks son was trapped in um the Jumanji world played by Nick Jonas at first I learned that mm-hmm. um um but yeah, so here, like, you know, I expected there to be like, oh, hey, the serververse is really cool because we're not in like a fucking hole in the ground or whatever, um, you know, or some kind of acknowledgement of like, hey, that place didn't seem to make any sense because it didn't make any goddamn sense. Like, at least the serververse, they're stuck in like the computer with all their IP, at least like that makes more sense kind of sort of mm-hmm. so especially uh, for crossovers which we'll get to <laughs> yeah okay um the last thing i'll say before we get into spoiler territory is um i i put it on twitter but now we, like this movie got right the real villain is the algorithm <laughs> algorithm jesus christ um <laughs> So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, um, the algorithm, we make a lot of comments about it on YouTube. So if you stream a lot of YouTube stuff, then you know, but it's all about appeasing the algorithm. So the algorithm is happy. So it promotes your content more and then you get Mm -hmm. more views. So it's kind of like, and so if you're not in line with the algorithm or if you stop making content for a specific amount of time, then the algorithm will punish you by not promoting your videos as much, and then there's no growth. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, as we're kind of, again, hopefully it will change, not fun wood, but as we've been this kind of luxe or, like, you know, um, thing for, like, two years of just, like, oh, KP's videos get, like, barely any views, um, it's the algorithm's fault, essentially. Um so, and, and maybe microphone problems, which should be fixed by now. I've been playing with this microphone for, like, two weeks to make sure we can get the highest, highest possible quality of the sound with the things. So, hopefully, I sound better than before. But anyway, um, I thought that was personally pretty, pretty funny. Um, and I thought it was funny that the algorithm was the one who came up with the idea of, like, let's put LeBron James and Looney Tunes together, and then we can share it on social media, and then everyone will pay attention, which, if you're paying attention to how Space Jam 2 is doing, then that's what happened. So, mm-hmm. Space Jam 2 was the the best um, COVID opening for a family film ever, so far. So, um, yay, more like Yay, because this is a 2D movie, essentially. Like, like a good chunk of it is 2D. So we need mm-hmm. more 2D. So I'm glad that... Um, I'm glad that it's doing well. Um, thanks for your nostalgia dollars. Maybe you'll save 2D in the meantime. Um, get your kicks on, I guess, or whatever. 
Okay, I guess we'll get into spoilers now. So if you um, care about that, then go away forever and then come back. So, But I imagine <laughs> at this point, most people have seen Space Jam 2, A New Legacy, or Space Jam 2 featuring LeBron James, featuring Nike endorsement, whatever is going on. <laughs> featuring the ultimate Warner Brothers properties crossovers, plus Looney Tunes. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. The thing that I love the fucking most of of Space Jam 2, well, the the thing that caught me the most off guard that I loved is, okay, so I love Rick and Morty, as you probably know, because <laughs> I just did a Rick and Morty video, and I've been keeping tabs on the new season, which is kind of like hit or miss, but, so I knew that, like, they put a lot of Warner Brother IP there, um, but I did not expect for Rick and Morty to have speaking lines in Space Jam 2, and it made me so happy. And even like, even if they were on a few honest... seconds, but it's so funny that it happens because uh, you don't expect especially... it. <laughs> exactly, especially in the way that they come in, and that it just, it's so funny that they're dropping off Taz. Like you know, we tried to do tests on your Badger thing, and we just figured out there's his, his case is irreversible. <laughs> He's just a mess. <laughs> It's like, he's your problem now, dum-dums. <laughs> yeah. So they, like, and that's kind of, I think, like, a really clever idea of just because these characters are not family-friendly doesn't mean they don't exist. Um, so yeah. you can still have... They're under the Turner umbrella, which is all, you know, all of the Warner Brothers properties, Hanna-Barbera, all that, you know, basically Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, all of that is Warner Brothers linked because of the Turner Turner Entertainment uh so there you go that they're all that's why you have a bunch of dc shows and stuff like teen titans go on cartoon network it's because it's all linked back to warner brothers so there you go it's a monopoly um or um conglomerate as the kids say so um corporate synergy corporate, <laughs> yeah it's corporate synergy the movie but it seemed like it was like, I, I, I love that kind of stuff. I think corporate synergy, like I've said earlier, is kind of the way of the future because you can kind mm. of create these scenarios with different characters interacting that is unique. That is basically what Marvel, the Marvel MCU is. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, except those characters were written specifically for that universe, but they're all pre-connecting with each other in that universe. So, anyway, it's, this, it's complicated. But, um like what else oh another ad thing that i will add because i think it's important to acknowledge before we get into plot elements is um i very much liked that they used the dcau character models the the bruce tim character oh, models yes. yes for the dc characters and it, it also that also made me very happy so uh, it, it felt like it felt like watching the it felt like watching Saturday morning cartoons again just like remembering I grew up with these like you know you think you watched Superman the animated series on kids WB and all that stuff it was like it felt good it felt good to see it again gotta get those nostalgia dollars is is the DCAU there's gonna be an, there's gonna be also the uh, 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 the Batman series coming out the new ba animated Batman series that's going to be done in the same style again. So we're, we're coming back. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Is the, the DCAU is all that stuff on HBO max? Can people go like, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think so. If, if, if it's not there, then uh boomerang might have it. 
because Boomerang is linked to Turner, which is linked to Warner Brothers, and you know, and so on. So, um, but I'm I'm pretty sure that they're all up on on HBO because there's the whole DC there's the whole DC collection that's in there because that's what I like about I I gotta admit somebody even posted you know which server service have you been using the most like streaming wise uh as of late and like for me HBO Max honestly really and I'm not saying this to just sound like I'm some kind of a sponsor or anything I'm like literally their their catalog of stuff it's so nicely organized and it makes it so much easier to go through their stuff and figure out what you what you want to watch or what you can watch I think maybe uh, maybe the uh, uh, the only gripe I have is maybe it's because it's through the uh, uh, the, the Fire Stick functionality that uh, pausing something come, sometimes comes at a lag, and then it it won't stay on pause. But the, then again, that's a or like if it pauses, it goes back to you know like the you know resume play screen uh, versus just staying at that one spot. Uh, but anyway, that's a that's a minor technical gripe. But otherwise, I I love the, I love. Yeah, I don't HBO have an Max HBO so Max, so I'm gonna make a mental note to steal your password after the podcast. So. <laughs> I noticed yeah, that it's... my brother, uh, my brothers let their friends use our Disney Plus podcast or Disney Plus. So I just see these na- avatars, and I'm just like, who are these? I'm like, oh, they're they're my brother's friends who don't want to pay <laughs> to watch Loki or whatever the kids are into these days. Yeah, but uh, HBO Max is 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 absolutely fantastic. Uh, full cat, full catalog of stuff, and even have stuff for like um, like old M- MGM films and Turner, like the Turner Classic Movie uh, Library is phenomenal. There's so much stuff in it, and they keep adding stuff. What it's funny when because it's all under Turner Classic Movies. Uh, it's funny when they add some of these newer ones and you're like, oh, wait, that's from the 90s. But you're like, wait, it's considered a, a classic film, I guess, under the umbrella because of its longevity or something like that. Or if it's, a, you know, that kind of thing. And so that when they categorize it and it's listed under there, you can have all of these other nostalgic films in that same umbrella. Um, also, they have a Studio Ghibli library. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so they got they, pretty much everything in there. And it's so, uh, I've been living off of that. It's, it's, it's so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to get your login for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly serious, too, which is a sad thing. It's like, oh, paying for things is hard. Um, anyway, um, let's see what else. Uh, I think we're going to take note of this, or this is something Lauren was going to get to, but it seemed like Le- LeBron was, like, he is a better actor. I think that's very black and white, but he is also seems to be enjoying himself more than Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. who Michael Jordan just didn't seem to know what was going on. But like LeBron, like knew all the Warner Brothers characters. He like was naming shit. Shout out, shout yeah. out for whoever wrote the line about the Iron Giant, because like that is a great <laughs> example of something that failed originally and then it's becoming like this pop culture thing as they put it into new movies and like there Mm -hmm. even was a reference like directly to like a plot element in Iron Giant I'm just like yeah so um you know and then and also they don't and also they don't have the Iron Giant being acting like a weapon in this I'm looking at you ready player one I mean, like, I, I also don't really care, because, like, as long as they, they use him, and as long as, like, go watch the original, it's 
it's good and then and then come back because you need to be exposed to the iron giant because the iron giant is amazing and um yay iron giant so um <laughs> but like even like they didn't really do a lot with like things like harry potter world for instance but like the scene where like he's just like oh my hufflepuff and i'm just like like what a what a what a nerd like and you know, it's not something yeah, that Michael that's Jordan bunny, bug, would be into. Nerd alert! <laughs> yeah, it's not something that Michael Jordan would have been into. Not that the, Warner Brothers didn't own Harry Potter at the time, because Harry Potter didn't exist at the time. But um, that's just like an example of just like someone who knows is a little bit it's, more on their element. At least he's written that way than just. It does Michael make Jordan. me genuinely curious if if we ever re- if I mean the movie says it, but it makes me genuinely curious if he ever did get housed as Hufflepuff. Like I see him in more of like a Gryffindor, but I don't know. It's, it's canon, like... Lauren. It's canon. <laughs> <laughs> just just leaves you to wonder. <laughs> no, no. Next next LeBron James game, I want everyone to bring Hufflepuff merch and like throw it at him. <laughs> We saw Space Jam. We know what house you're in. So, um, you Viva know. the I, honey badgers. Yeah, and, like, God bless. They're still trying to, to have ways to use Harry Potter than fantastic, fantastic beasts in a way that also, like, hopefully doesn't give J.K. Rowling, JK Rowling any money. But um, I don't mm-hmm. know if that, will, that whole thing will have an impact. I don't know. Anyway, um, so... Um, I, I I personally like it's funny I think a lot of people might have had complaints about the pacing of when they were trying to assemble the team but also at the same time I was thinking like well you had to think you only have so much time to a lot in pulling everybody together especially as many characters as they do um, that even if it's little nods as they're going through all these different universes like they were going through Game of Thrones and they were going through, you know, Mad Max. They were going through the Matrix. They were going through, like, I know it was like a whole bunch of like, here, look at this, look at these movies that we have. Which, at least in this, I don't mind it so much, especially because it's when they're going and looking for all the Looney Tunes who got dispersed across these universes. Um, yeah, I didn't mind the pacing being so quick. I mean, yeah, sure, I would have liked a little bit more time in those in those realms, but then again. Reminder that this is Space Jam. This is about basketball. So this is about the game at the end of the movie. So about so basketball, like, damn it! It's about you basketball. can't have fun here. Ball is life. Uh, but uh, but I did like how they wove the characters into each of the scenes. It was really freaking hilarious. I especially liked how they teamed up Granny and Speedy Gonzalez. I, I just like the duo that I'm like, somehow it worked. Somehow they made it work. I they I don't remember the two ever really interacting much before. And they had him do it there. Also, shout out to Gabriel Iglesias for doing Speedy Gonzalez's voice. He did fantastic. Then again, I had no doubts. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, and also just a shout out to like all the voice actors involved. Just like major props uh, to Jeff Bergman, to Eric Bauza. Uh, I just feel bad for Kath Susie in the middle of all of this, who was the original voice of Lola Bunny and who has voiced other like Looney Tunes characters and Turner characters um, in the past. Uh, but you know what? I, 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 Can you I, give people context that, for that if they don't know what you're talking I was going to say, uh, so so Kath Susie was the original voice of Lola Bunny in the first Space Jam. And they even brought her back in later incarnations for of Lola as well, at, even after the Looney Tunes show where you know, Kristen Wiig played her. 
Um, so they originally they had her back to voice all of her lines in Space oh, Jam they, Two. They replaced but her then at the post? last minute they oh. replaced her they replaced her with Zendaya, which that's not Zendaya's fault. It was some corporate decision that decided that put a big name in there. But the thing is, I wasn't but even Ron opposed James to... James is your big name. Why do you need someone else? I don't... Yeah, I don't know. They wanted it for more of the voice stuff, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. It was... Uh, but but Zendaya did really well with her with her role, too. I don't know. It didn't bother me so much to have her as a voice in, as Lola in there. I don't know. It, she, her voice seemed to fit. Um... But I just still feel bad because it's like, you know, much love to Kath Susie, who's oh, a that's, legend. that's such um, a dick move. Yeah. That, and again, there's a, along with the whole crediting artist thing. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a few, a few issues. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, I mean, I can, I can empathize more with the, the credit thing because, you know, it just like, it's not intentional. Just things get messy when you're trying and you're in a rush to make a movie. But, like, mm-hmm. that's the thing about streaming services. You can just upload, you can just, like, change upload the raw the file and exactly. it's fixed. It's not like a movie, it's not like a physical movie that you're just like, oh, shit, you know, oh, it's already out, can't do anything, we'll fix it on the DVD. Like, you just press a yeah, button. The only, ones they really, the only ones they really couldn't update right away would be the ones that are in theaters right now. Because there are certain theaters that are playing Space Jam. So, um and uh so but anyway it, when it comes down to it though i did like how they overall at least wrote for the characters and had the characters perform it felt it felt like looney tunes it felt and actually i like lola's portrayal in this a lot better than the first one because <laughs> she actually seemed like you know she's a baller and she was still a tough girl she's still pretty and stuff like that but she didn't have to be like but she's you know a valued player of the team and she's shown even more so to be a powerful player in this one versus mm-hmm. the first one, you know, versus walking out and immediately every cartoon around is like drooling over her. Like, you know, it's just <sighs> like, like it's fine. It's fine for her to be, you know, pretty sexy or have that kind of appeal, but just to have her be there, it's like when she was originally designed to be that it's like, come on, you have more potential. And that's why I'm so glad over the years she got more, interpretations over the years for the for the shows like for the Looney Tune show I still love Kristen Wiggs it took at first I was kind of like thrown off by how jarringly different that take was but uh, I loved her because she fit right in with the tunes being absolutely insane in her own right mm-hmm. <laughs> so um but anyway uh, I did like her in Space Jam too though so I, I like how they did her and especially when she's considered an Amazon now yeah Wonder I thought Woman that was so. I mean you know why they do <laughs> they did that like but you know it's it still was a good move and they it was really cool how they did because like they had the wonder woman world separate from the dc world so they mm-hmm. could do a thing where um like the wonder woman wonder woman world oh it's a tongue twister anyway um is like a comic and how the comic like flipped as the action i thought mm-hmm. that was so neat that was uh, really cool the way they treated the animation there i'm like oh they do the stippling and everything that's like this is really cool the screen printing look and it's just like really nice all the textures and the way yeah again the way they jump panels and the way they move from page to page it just like it's a it's a whole lot of dynamic fun mm-hmm. um so the other thing that I want to talk about before we get into the actual plot is I like that the movie addressed subtle problems with the original Space Jam that if you weren't paying attention, you probably didn't notice. Like there was a big 
there's always that big story about how um, I think Mel Blanc was, or one of the original animators, Chuck Jones, I think, something like that, mm-hmm. um, was upset that, you know, um, Bugs couldn't handle little baby alien guys by himself. He had to go get Michael Jordan to help him, and Bugs is, if you've never watched a Looney Tunes short ever, Bugs is known to be, like, smart and think on his feet and a trickster mm-hmm. almost to get what he wants. So, like, it seems almost, it, it seems out of character for him to try to, like, turn to someone else for help. Um, yeah. You know, and then, so this movie had LeBron James coming to Bugs because the movie establishes early on that LeBron James has um, a like of the Looney Tunes and, like, grew up with them and had, like, a little Looney Tunes backpack that they probably got it on vintage eBay somewhere, which I thought was a nice touch. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, and he was happy to see him. He wasn't just like, oh, it's me, Bugs Bunny. You know, who's Bugs Bunny? You know, was Rabbit? Um, and, like, he gets a duck season, rabbit season joke right away. Like, even if you haven't seen that short, you probably know of that. Um, as well as also fun 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 fact the uh, Matt Williams who animated the shot of uh oh, Big no. Chungus yeah Big Chungus uh, I thought no, we were gonna get to had, that he had no idea of the meme he just knew the the episode where it came from but he had no idea that that particular pose had become a meme so everyone's like you you made the Chungus <laughs> you know what you did but yeah, but it was it was a reference to it. I mean, the meme was pulled from that episode that he was referring from. So, I mean, he was just referring. He's just like, yeah, I was just genuinely just pulling from an episode to make the gag work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it all worked out. Um, I think what they did that more intentionally. Like, I know there was like some big, there's some Looney Tunes mobile game that's similar to the Disney games I talk about and they yeah. like purposely added Big Chungus and I think his name in the <laughs> game is Big Chungus so like yes you know that's more intentional but like I don't have a problem with I think that's funny um yeah <laughs> so but anyway um I uh I oh the other thing too is um I thought it was a good touch too that there was like some kind of rule in arc established because like if you look at the original Space Jam, it looks like they're just they're just like cheating the whole game. <laughs> like what are what are the rules of the Space Jam? Like why they're not winning, it's stupid. Um so um I think it was good to establish kind of like there are no rules or you can kind of play to your strengths. And there was mm-hmm. actually a reason why the first half they were losing. Um, and I thought that was... I, I did like how they upped the stakes in this for the game yeah. and actually made it... Yeah, and again, he's like, you know, it's basketball. I know this thing. And then you realize, no, it's a video game that it revolves around basketball, but it's not exactly basketball. It has power-ups. It has, you know, style points. It has all that that he doesn't think of leveraging. And he's thinking, I got to do things the old-fashioned way. And that's what trips everybody up. He, he's doing things his way versus letting everybody do it their way, which the loony way is basically the equivalent of, yeah, do the style points, do all this and that. That's And I love that, that that's what they did to embrace the whole, like, uh, individuality aspect of saying, you know, be cool with, you know, people being themselves and embracing why that why they're special, you know? Yeah, um... You know, 
the, I guess the only other point to talk about is um, LeBron James' character arc with his son, which is probably the part that no one cares about, but it, they needed to have that for the movie to establish itself. So um, mm-hmm. I looked it up, but none of the people that played his his family was all fictional kind of family. Yeah, but they were all like, if I remember though, looking at pictures, they did cast alikes, so they made them like their kids that look like their his real kids. <laughs> something like that i remember the dom in particular i saw the real life dom and i'm like oh wow they actually got him pretty close so that's actually pretty cool um yeah i'm sure it was like obviously it was an, an acting thing you know like a, you know like oh, oh his kids can't act. like Let's you have to go like them. his well i mean like his kids aren't in sag you know <laughs> it's just well that's an they easy they, fix they, they, like, well, you know. I mean, the thing is, is like, yeah, it's like, it, I, I mean, there are certain things where in order to have like a speaking role in the movie, you have to be in the union or you get a union job out of it. Like, I, you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. But based on experience, I've I've seen it happen. So, um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just what they had to do is they went with kids that were castalikes that, that were already like in an acting guild of some sort. Um, but anyway. Um, and I thought, um... But yeah, I'm glad, like, you know, at the very least, like, I don't think, did Michael Jordan have a character arc in the original at all? He, kind of? It's just didn't like. Really? It was more like, it was funny because the whole part of the whole thing was him coming back to basketball after going and leaving it and going to play baseball. So, I mean, and then he, goes he back just to basketball. went back to basketball. I guess that's his arc. And then he retires uh, again after the movie. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, not really much of an arc. It feels like it was a lot more prominent and more of like, yeah, LeBron actually learned something in this. And, uh, and like, yeah, he had a lot more obvious arc than Michael Jordan did. Michael, again, the first one, I don't think it focused on having more of a moral or a message to pull away. It was meant to be. Uh, you know again corporate synergy that's what it was it was a commercial to advertise it was a commercial for commercials Uh, so unfortunately a lot of like what could be a a heavier hitting message got lost versus this one where actually is the driving force of what happened you know what leads to all the events in the movie is that there is a rift between lebron and his son Mm-hmm. okay easy to follow kid wants to make video games he wants his son to play basketball like him so it's like yeah of course there's gonna be like that dissension and then it's also uh uh you know yeah it, the, that leads into the stakes of the movie is that he could risk not only losing his son but in other people involved uh that get pulled into the serververse which i guess we could talk about that too about you know, algae rhythm and him taking what is essentially the kid's creative, uh, creative product and going, it's all mine now. I know how to use it and I've made it my thing, you know? Um, yeah, I think, um, so I guess the moral of the story is that you need to play more video games because if LeBron James just got a chance to play video games and to chillax a little bit, you know, maybe he like would have, came out a little bit more well-rounded like you know just because you play video games doesn't mean you're gonna be not successful in things that you like to do too so 
I don't know. That's what the beginning of the movie kind of sort of established, I guess. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, Did you, I, I guess the last thing is, did you like the cameos? I like the like of all of the the crossover cameos like yeah I mean I still have to pause and go through so many of these crowd shots to see everybody but I was trying to catch as many as I could uh problem is is that kind of distracts you from when you're trying to focus on the scene at hand but uh but again but it also leads into the replayability of the movie where you can keep going back and that's the nice thing about streaming is you can pause stuff and you can go back and and, and see all the all the characters that are there i'm still cackling at the thought of the, the fact that they because they have the rights to clockwork orange uh that they had some of the characters in there i'm like wow in a family film I definitely mean, shouldn't be there but okay that was kind of the fun thing is like they cut out peppy le pew because of the me too stuff but then they have a clockwork which if you don't know the characters are uh rapists in the film fun fact so you yeah. know that seems I mean, it's like, like it's a lot worse. It's like one of those, it's like one of those like classic like well, it's a Kubrick classic kind of cult film mm -hmm. because it's again it's because of Kubrick's work. Uh, it 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 is something that eventually, if you haven't seen it and you're old enough to watch it, you can watch it as long as you know what you're in for. Uh, <laughs> but don't watch it with your little four-year-old or whatever. Just, it's not for them. Uh, very intense, very intense stuff. Um, but, uh, but I did love all, like, the, I like the moment where you had, like, you know, like, uh, like Hanna-Barbera characters. Like, you had the Flintstones all sitting there and the Jetsons sitting there with their ship. And uh, you had, um, even the Animaniacs had their first ever appearance in a, in a theatrical film. And they're sitting on the rooftop of one of the buildings watching the game. And I think it's the maybe the first time we've seen them in CGI. Maybe. Uh, um, I don't know them in 2D. So, um, I think so. Unless there's a video game that I'm not aware of. Otherwise, they're pretty much, they've always been 2D. So, um, but it's cute to see the Warner siblings there. Yeah. Um, and, I will mention. Uh, oh. Um, oh, no. I was going to say, of course, Iron Giant, King Kong, all of them being able to fit there. I'm like. I would have been happy to sit in that crowd. <laughs> King Kong. Um. Anyway. Um. There. I think there was like a play on King Kong. I forgot the the setup for the joke. But anyway. Um. The thing that that should be noted that other people have noted that I thought would be a good thing to throw in here is that Rick and Morty were the only Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim characters in the thing, and I thought that was strange. Yes, but so, actually no. Really? There was. I did see Space Ghost appear. So there's that. I mean, that's more... Like, he hovered up... I know it's more of a, the Turner, Hanna-Barbera yeah. stuff, but but I'm, I was just saying, like, technically, he could kind of be lumped in as, as another one, but it's funny, because, yeah, I did see him flying above the, the court, so mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, hey, Space Ghost. <laughs> like, put fucking Johnny Bravo or the Powerpuff Girls in there or something. Like, fly. You could fit them in there easily. Like, they're, you know, I'm sure they've been 3D rendered somewhere by now. Um... You know, it's, it's not hard. So I thought that was like, if you're trying to cash in on this nostalgia dollar, which is what this movie is all about, um, I thought like, you know, you have Rick and Morty have speaking lines, but you forget to put like any Cartoon Network properties in there. 
like what you doing there guys i think someone just kind of forgot let's talk about the real the real best cameo though in the entire movie one i did not freaking expect oh right (laughs) (laughs) was okay i'm gonna give it away that was i mean we're at spoilers so go ahead yeah we're at spoilers here so sylvester comes in it's at halftime you know players are all defeated and he comes in like hey i found michael jordan in the crowd you know he could lead us to victory and and they have this whole dramatic lead-in of the of the guy walking in and then you realize it's freaking michael b jordan (laughs) and he's just like eating popcorn like oh um you know i was just in the crowd you know just just watching the game doing great out there that was, that was great <laughs> i mean he was like i'm i'm not a ball player but he's like you guys keep doing great nice to nice to see you. <laughs> i'm like that was great I, like it generally i wasn't sure i'm like okay it's not gonna be michael jordan but who's gonna walk in and i just never i, I don't know why it never hit me michael b jordan like oh my god <laughs> I didn't know who he greatest. was before this, so you know, I just thought it was a funny. Did you twist. not see Black Panther? <laughs> I did. Who who is he playing Black Panther? He was the bad guy. Oh, he was the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't pay. I mean, like I said, I gotta just like sit down and absorb the MCU one of these days. Like, I'm only <laughs> I'm gonna be there for Spider Man, the next Spider Man, because they're getting all this the Sam Raimi people in there and. Like, yay, it's the one thing I care about. So, you know, especially with their, with the new Disneyland Avengers campus and, and stuff. I'm just like, yay. I, I, by the way, I do like that they've been updated. Like, every week that they would drop a new ep- a Loki episode, they would update the Loki in Avengers campus. Like, his outfit would be different. Oh, wow. Every week. That's, that's like great. They d- so I thought that was, like, that's a nice touch. <laughs> Attention to detail. So, um... Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really think, I think we covered all the things that I wanted to talk about. Overall, it was, it was a good movie for if you were expecting, if you were expecting Space Jam. You know, I think they did a lot. They tried to push things that they didn't do. They put a lot more 2D in than the original movie. Um, it was nice that they made, uh, LeBron James 2D and he just wasn't 3D the whole time because, you know, it works better when he's 2d and then you can get away with more stuff and if you if you want a more like if you want a more compelling movie then it's not going to be here but if you like cartoon characters which i imagine you do if you're listening to our podcast then um i think you're in for a fun like no stakes well some stakes but like you know what's going to happen movie thing where you know um you get to see LeBron James, who seems to care more about Warner Brothers IP than Michael Jordan does. So yeah, and at, and also uh, it was uh, yeah. It, it, it I think there's also the message in the movie which seemed to be lost on a lot of people who came away with this with like negative. They put thoughts. a moral in Space Jam, guys. I'm <laughs> like it's saying, and it, they, it's repeated a lot, especially because of what LeBron has to learn is you know it's like it's all about fun don't you remember fun like literally that's what the movie even if it's something that you shouldn't have to take seriously there is at least a message of like hey we're trying to make this like a fun little experience don't you remember when it was you know you could go and have fun at the movies and have fun just with a silly little movie that didn't have to be like anything more than it's it's just a huge commercial a huge promotion for warner brothers sure 
but it's still like trying at least this time around it feels like a lot trying a lot more um and you can feel it with the team and how everybody that worked on it um and everything they put into it it's like I'm like, and like it actually had some kind of a message to take away from it. Even if it's a movie that you're saying, in the end, don't take it too seriously. But at the same time, it's still trying to teach you something, you know? Um, uh, I think that was like a message I seemed to get lost on a lot of people that were walking away with it going like, oh, I hated it. I'm like, you know, to each their own. But I feel like it's just like when they said it wasn't fun going like, really? I thought I thought it was fun so <laughs> it's not a it's not like the world's most incredible movie or anything and that's okay it oh, didn't man, have I to be man I knew that it's, what was it's, going it's to fun. happen I'm just like yeah you did like I'm like that's it's the point. it's space jam that's kind of the point <laughs> the whole thing is the the ride to get to the end that's where you don't know what's going to happen really you know how it's going to end it's just a matter of the details in the middle. It's the ro- again. It's like you know. It's not the destination. It's the journey. Like mm-hmm. how are they gonna get to that? And I like what they did with it. I like what they did different. I like how they adapted it to the twenty first century. I like how they incorporated all these characters. Corporate synergy is you know you know. I like to see how it was represented here. Um, should, could there have been some pacing fixed in some areas? Of course there could have been. But you know, given the mo- main focus was gonna be a basketball game. Couldn't tell you much more than, hey, it's Space Jam. What do you expect? <laughs> I just, <laughs> but um, yeah, I definitely had a lot more fun in watching this, and 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 uh, especially with the whole sense of like you know Bugs seeing the other tunes as family. That comes back to the whole theme of family in it. I like, man, I'm I'm touched. I love to see that Bugs cares so much about the other guys. It's it's nice. Um, speaking of that, um. Uh something i forgot about is like i don't think they really set up why the looney tunes like just dissipated across like the multiverse they they were the algorithm convinced them to go venture outside of their world saying there's more than just there's more than just the looney tunes world there's more than that so go and see what you can do and basically that that convinced all of them except bugs to to leave and and that's why they're all dispersed in the different universes uh basically according to their and as you could see according to their different strengths or their interests or anything like that where it seemed like okay yeah in this universe it's funny to see them there but at the same time kind of makes sense you know in terms of what they gravitated towards yeah um Especially it was especially funny seeing them in Mad, uh, you know, Wiley and Roadrunner and Mad Max. That was uh, so good. It was really good, really well done. Uh, super quick, but I'm uh, like, I'm so glad we had it as a moment in there. Yeah, um, you know, you might like think this movie is stupid, but you know, it t- it took like someone to actually think about, oh, what would be good for these characters? What environment would be good for these characters? And like, you know, they could have just chosen like something stupid but they did it yeah. and they had they tried i mean the granny within the matrix was kind of weird but like um but you know, speedy gonzalez and it worked because of the whole like how fast he goes and and how he's able to dodge oh, yeah, bullets yeah. and stuff like that like yeah that totally worked but again it was also <laughs> i still think with all the power-ups and style points that they had in the game i still think one of my favorite ones was when grammy got the senior discount <laughs> I laughed so hard when that came up. I'm like, I, I don't know. It just, it just it tickled me. <laughs> <sighs> fun, fun, fun. Um, yep. Yeah, so I think we've said all the things that we can say about Space Jam. If 
you don't want to see it, you don't have to. You can wait till it's... I don't know, it'll probably still be on HBO Max. Yeah, because, I mean, otherwise it's, um... Yeah, they release them, like, me a month or two later after the, the initial release. But what's nice is HBO Max has all these movies that you don't need an upcharge to watch them. You just catch them while they're up there, and then they go away for a little bit, and then they come back. So it's like, uh, it's but it's nice. It's nice to have them up. You gotta so, catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Okay, um, so if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Um, if you'd like to see more, hear more, there we go, here. If you'd like to hear more things, then we're on all your favorite podcast platforms. Um, we keep on forgetting to put the links for everything in the descriptions, but like, you know, I think our main traffic source is YouTube, but, like, if YouTube doesn't work for you or you got weird data or something, you can... SoundCloud is very uh, data-friendly or Spotify or whatever, and you can download the, stuff yeah, in the, advance. Yeah, the podcast app. The podcast app off of iTunes. Yeah, you can download things in advance if you need to, so it, you don't have to worry about buffering like, like me. Like, I've been traveling... I've been moving. I've been in the car a lot because of work this summer. So you know, it's always a pain in the butt when you're listening to a podcast and then you're just like, "Oh no, lag! We can't do that." So you know, yeah. So yeah, go go download it if it's easier for you. I you know, as long as you're listening somewhere, I don't really you know care. And then obviously, <laughs> if you like to watch things, you can watch the main content. I feel like people who watch to listen to the podcast do that already, but still, I keep on saying it doesn't this. hurt to have a reminder. <laughs> you know, um someone put someone for the Rick and Morty video, um like the first couple of comments were like notification squad and then I was like notification squad gives me life. So, it was just a couple <laughs> of people, but I was just like, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of working. It just you know, it's 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 an artist thing. You want to feel validated for all the work you're putting into your thing. And, you know, I'm grateful for all the things. But, you know, I, I would like to, to grow more and influence people with the content that we make. I know my microphone is annoying sometimes, but it's fixed. So, <laughs> God damn it. Um, and then um, for convention updates specifically, I would go to my Twitter, but uh, I'm on all the convention websites for all the ones I'm listed so far, I think. But we'll get to more as these things get closer. So I'm sorry if you're not going to the conventions and you have to hear about them every week, but you know it will be it will be done soon, I promise. Um, so um, thanks for listening. We'll see you whenever next time is. Next time, next time, or if. You can watch, listen to all of the podcasts because I bet you haven't listened to all of them forever. So, anything else, Lauren, you want to add? Dib, 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 dib. That's all, folks. Okay, that's a good ad. All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> good night. Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication. Music